and welcome back to this week's episode of All Day Tea Party. My name is Snobie Goodman. I'm your host, and here we're going to learn more about ourselves, ask the big questions, and remember not to take ourselves too seriously in the process. So we're back. Happy New Year, everybody. This is episode nine, so we're back in business. Very exciting times. All right, so let's get right into it. We were on hiatus for two-ish weeks. So yeah, I was at home. I got to spend time with my friends, my family. Very good. I got a lot of stuff done. I basically finished one of my grad school applications, and I'm working on the other one. So that's honestly all I've been doing. I read a couple books, which is very exciting. I also yeah I missed you guys I miss you guys so much I'm sorry for the lack of vlog content like I was genuinely just like busy you know kind of doing my own thing like spending time with my friends and family so I was like all over the place um I know I promised a new year's vlog but as I explained in the reel that was like not happening for me (laughs) at all so yeah that's kind of it for weekly updates yeah I ran some errands when I got back just did like a lot of prep and Yeah, that's that. Okay, so I'm so excited to share this with you guys. But as y'all know, um, for we have like a court is in session segment where y'all are able to like submit your own little things for advice, your own little I'm rattled, or you guys can just like gossip and rant or whatever. And nobody had really been like submitting any. So I was like, okay, like, I just did my own and or like, um, like swapped it out for like something else depending on what the episode was but I don't know what it was and I was like just go look at the form like you know just go double check like before you start like making the whole agenda for the episode and I was like okay whatever so I look at the form and I had a submission so this submitter just wants advice I'm really excited to give advice I'm so honored that like this person actually wants my advice and like I obviously don't know everything but I care deeply and I'm excited to chit chat with you guys about this so I'm going to read you guys the submission and then I'll discuss okay so I'm going to read you all this submission so the submission goes as follows I've recently found out that my boyfriend's good friend is cheating on his girlfriend we double date quite often with them but I don't know the girl that well it's happened at least twice that I know of and they're getting serious she just flew to meet his family what should I do should I tell the girl tell my boyfriend I don't want to hang out with them bring it up with a friend or just mind my own business so This is a toughie. This is an incredibly tough scenario. But I fear that to answer your question, should you mind your own business? No. I fear the answer is no. You should not mind your own business in this case. So I think overarching goal for the scenario is some way, somehow, the girlfriend needs to find out that she is being cheated on. Like she needs to be told that she is being cheated on. So I think there's a couple ways that you can go about this. But I think it's going to require a little bit of tact on your part. The number one thing that I thought was like, just talk to your boyfriend, like get a little pulse check. Just be like, hey, like this is like messed up, right? Like, you know, how are you feeling about this? What do you plan to do? Like, are you going to call him out on it? Like get a little pulse check. And I think that can tell you a little bit about not only the situation, but about your boyfriend. But we'll get more into that later. Um And I would ultimately, like, if I were in the situation, I would ultimately be like, number one, I do not want to hang out with him anymore. I don't want to be around him. And I think how your boyfriend reacts to that could also be very telling. I would also say, like, okay, by the way, you need to call him out and tell him that he needs to tell her or that you or like 
that you will. You know what I mean? And give a timeline. She'd be like, within 48 hours or something like that, like whatever it is. And um, but this is going to require a little bit of follow up, like on your end, just being like, it happened, right? You made sure and told him, right? Like, you know, like just kind of making sure that like she knows. So you're going to have to follow up a little bit. But there's that. I mean, honestly, like when I first read this, it was like, tell her, like just outright tell her. But I, I do understand that like, this is a very sensitive topic. And like, you know, a little bit of tact may be required. However, let's say that your boyfriend's like, no, I'm not telling him. Then I think you should break up with him because it sounds like he sucks just as much as the friend is the friend that's cheating. And you should tell her. But like circling back to the other characters in this story, like, obviously, you're like this girl, she's I honestly think she's like totally innocent in this. And the guy she's dating is a piece of shit. But your boyfriend, I'm sure he's a lovely, lovely man. But I think that like, it's important to pay attention to kind of how he's reacting in the situation. And I think it could be very telling. Like number one, when you guys were told this information, or like when you guys found out, like, how does he treat it? Is it like, a, oh, my God, this sucks? Or is it like a little nugget of gossip? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what is it like? Does he understand the severity of what's going on? Does he care? Like, stuff like that. I also think it's important to think about um like what is his priority like is his priority like maintaining his friendship and like protecting his friend or is he like concerned with doing the right thing you know what I mean and I hate to say this but when I first immediately read this I was like my first thought was like birds of a feather flock together and that's not saying that like your boyfriend's a bad person or anything like that but it just doesn't seem like there was a lot of initiative when it came to making sure that she found out and I understand the argument that it's like not your business, but I also think there's something um, to say for informed consent, whether that means like just sexually or just like relationship wise, like knowing like what you're getting into. Um, and like I said, I, I really do feel like she deserves to know, but it's very tricky. So like I said, step number one, I would bring it up to your boyfriend and be like, you need to get him to tell her and make sure it happens with haste and make sure to follow up is just my ultimate advice. And like I said, I would be I would pay. I'm not saying like, you know, you're this is not about your boyfriend. We're not coming for him. I'm sure he's lovely, but I would pay very close attention to how he operates. Like, is he defending his friends? Like, what is the energy? What is his energy surrounding this? Like, I would pay close attention to that. But ultimately, this is a really tough position to be in. And I feel so bad for that girl being cheated on never feels good. Like I, yeah, my heart goes out to her. But you've got this. Make sure she finds out. And yeah, thank you for submitting. And thank you for um, trusting me to give advice. I appreciate you. So yeah, that was our first submission. Um, if y'all have like any other inputs, like, definitely like let me know like comment them on the YouTube or like comment them or like leave comments in like the podcast episode or whatever it is that you want to do like I would love to hear more opinions on this because again like this is a super tricky situation so yeah there's that again the Google form is in the link tree in our bio so if you have anything you want to submit go right on in there and submit it and we I'll read it off during our episode
we're going to finally get into today's, into today's episode. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I, I'm dedicating this entire episode to talking about pop culture things, like just in general. Like that's all we're doing. I feel like I missed a lot of like pop culture updates and I love doing that. And I feel like a lot has been going on recently. So like I've got opinions. I've got things to say. So if you love celebrity gossip, you hate minding your own business and you love to talk shit, this is the episode for you. Like welcome. This is a safe space. Okay, so number one. Um, so as I'm recording this, it's currently Monday, January 8th. Um, so the Golden Globes were last night. I have like kind of been like getting out of like award shows. Like I don't really watch them anymore. But obviously, we see the outfits, we see the little snippets like on social media, whatever, whatever. So Golden Globes were last night. So I'm going to start by talking to you guys about some of my favorite Golden Globe outfits. So I have like my top six favorite outfits. So number one, Margot Robbie. Like she looked amazing, like absolutely stunning, groundbreaking. Like she is Barbie. Like she looked beautiful last night. Like I absolutely, whoever her stylist is, I absolutely love him. I think his name is Andrew. His last name starts with an M. I can't remember, but I absolutely love him. Like everything he dresses her in is so flattering. Like I love when you can tell that like somebody's stylist is not only being like, oh, this is cute. Like, let me plop it on you. But like is genuinely paying attention to like your like to the person's proportions, like their body type, like their color, like their color palette, stuff like that. Like you can tell like he is dedicated to the cause. And Margot Robbie looked amazing last night. It's my second favorite was Miss Taylor Swift. She looked, again, and somebody else that just looked so like well-dressed. Like the dress looked like it was for her. She looked amazing last night. And I loved that color on her, like just slayed so hard. Next up is Hunter Schaefer. Her dress, she just looks so elegant and so beautiful. Like, oh, 10 out of 10. Next is Lenny Kravitz. He had a little like suit with like cutouts and stuff. Loved it. Slayed the house down. He looked amazing. An icon. Next, we have Allison Williams. And for those of you who watch Girls, Marnie from Girls. And it was like this. And I'll like post these on the Instagram so you guys can see what I'm talking about if you guys haven't seen the outfits. But the it was like this black like peplum dress. And I was like, is peplum coming back? But like she looked amazing, like she groundbreaking. And then my final favorite was Miss Dua Lipa. I absolutely loved like the shape, the silhouette of the dress on her. I really liked the embellishment that they had going on. She looked stunning, groundbreaking. Okay, so those are my favorites. I'm going to do my least favorites. A little note before I get into my least favorites. I think everybody looked amazing at the Golden Globes. These are my opinions. I'm not a stylist, like, but these ones are just like some of my least favorite dresses. Number one, Selena Gomez. I think the color of her dress looked really good on her. I thought it was a very pretty color and it looked nice on her. However, I just didn't like the dress. That, number one, I just didn't like, really like the dress at all. But like it was not flattering. Like it just it was not. No, like it just I don't think like it was a I don't think the dress was a good fit, period. But I don't think it was a good fit for her. However, I did really like the color. Another one, Heidi Klum. Again, beautiful, gorgeous, gorgeous woman like she looked amazing, but I felt like the dress was kind of giving like early 2000 Sherry Hill prom. So I was like, eh, not obsessed with it. But again, like she was beautiful and they both looked groundbreaking. I just wasn't a fan of their dresses. Let's get into the host of 
the Golden Globes and that cute little opening monologue. <laughs> so for those of you who have not heard of the opening monologue, we're going to get into that and I'm going to talk about that more. So the host, his name was Joe Coy. Um, I had no idea who he was until I saw people complaining about him. So I did a little bit of research. And according to his Wikipedia page, he did stand up comedy. He does have a Netflix special that I have not watched and that I don't really have any intention of watching. He dated Chelsea Handler for a little bit. And he was on Chelsea lately, like her late night show pretty often. So that's according to his Wikipedia page. I don't really know how those credentials got him to the Golden Globes, but you know what? I'm not the one making decisions. Um, so he made, number one, his monologue was not funny. Not, it was it was boring. It wasn't funny at all. But there were two jokes that like stood out to me that I was like, those are ugly. Um, number one, and this one, so it's a Taylor Swift joke. So he said something to the effect of like, um, the difference between like NFL games and like the Golden Globes is like, you know, Taylor Swift will get like more camera shots at like NFL games. And it's like, okay, fine. Like, sure. Like the camera shows her a lot, but like, it wasn't funny. Like, you know what I mean? And I don't think Taylor Swift is happy about the joke. She kind of just like sipped her champagne and like, you know, just kind of did not react at all, but she's better than me. I would have like at least rolled my eyes. Um, but I saw people being like, Taylor Swift is being so dramatic. Like, she's such a bad sport. And I'm like, didn't Will Smith, like, get up and slap Chris Rock at the Oscars over, like, you know, making a joke about his wife? Like, I think Taylor Swift sipping her wine and not laughing is okay. Like, I think it's all right. And um, granted, like, the comment wasn't the worst thing he could have said. It just, and I think, like, some people on the internet were really blowing it out of proportion or like, oh my God, like he attacked her. I'm like, I don't think it was all that bad. It just wasn't funny. So there's that. But a joke that like when I saw, I was like, ew, like that was gross was the joke he made about Barbie. Um, he said something effective like, Honestly, he was talking about like Oppenheimer and Barbie and he said something effective like Oppenheimer, some 700 something something. And then he was like, and Barbie was like about a doll with like big boobs. And I was like, ew, like that's ugly. Like that's really ugly. Like you lost me there. So I think the combination of the Taylor Swift comment and the Barbie comment, I was just like, ew. And like, also like, you're not funny. Like, I'm sorry. Like it's, he just wasn't funny and that's okay. Um, you know what? Sometimes you learn later in life that the career you chose is not the career for you. And that is okay. So Golden Globes, that was not great. But the final thing from the Golden Globes and like walk with me, guys, like just hear me out on this one. Okay, so here's what allegedly happened. So Selena Gomez goes over to Taylor Swift and Kaylee. Yeah, I think it's Kaylee Teller. It's Miles Teller's wife because um. Kaylee went to the Golden Globes with Taylor and um, she's chatting and she's basically like, I asked him, Timothy Chalamet, to take a picture and she said no. She referring to Kylie Jenner. And Taylor says, like, oh my gosh. And Ky Kaylee is just kind of making like an OMG face. And I see people being like, I can't believe Kylie Jenner said no. Me personally, I found that hilarious, the fact that she said no. I thought that was hilarious. And honestly, I would have done the same thing. I found it very funny. And I would have done the same things. And when I like put this in layman's terms and really break it down, it like made more sense to me. So let me break it down for you guys. So let's say you and your boyfriend, you know, y'all are dating, everything's fine. And a girl that he worked with one summer, let's say, I don't know, they worked at like the ice cream shop in his hometown or something together. 
you so that you guys are all from like the same place and like they work together one summer and for some reason her friends her and her friends are beefing with your friends and one of your besties does not like her she's always coming for her like it's just sometimes you get dragged into the mess and like you know you guys aren't like super close or you guys did have a relationship at one point but you're like it was a long time ago you guys aren't super close you're definitely closer to your bestie now who she's always coming for and you guys see her and she comes up to your boyfriend and is like can I oh can like I take a picture like can I get a picture with him I would say no as well like no Like, first of all, you don't like me. You don't like my friends. So you want to take a picture with my boyfriend? Like, I don't care if you guys work together. No, you may not take a picture with my man. Absolutely not. Like, honestly, I think Kylie Jenner was not in the wrong at all. And personally, as the CEO, CFO, and president of the Crazy Girl Committee, point blank period, you cannot take a picture with my man. What kind of question is that? Absolutely not. No, 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 no. So, I actually thought it was hilarious that Kylie Jenner said no. Like, I found it very funny. And I think she was well within her right to say no. And I also thought it was absolutely hilarious that right when it happened, Selena Gomez, like, scurried over to, like, Taylor Swift and Kaylee to gossip because I would have done the same thing. Like, I would have scurried on. I mean, first of all, I would have never been in that position. But, you know, when something happens, you scurry on over to your besties to gossip. So I just found the whole situation, like, very funny. Um, I also agree with Kylie Jenner. No, you cannot take a picture with my man. Point blank, period. Okay, next up for us Bravo fans out there, we're going to talk about The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um, So The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City finale was last week. Um, I think part one of the reunion is coming out this week, question mark. So, oh, also, it absolutely gags me that Jennifer Lawrence also watches Real Houses of Salt Lake City. So I feel like her and I, like, we're connected in some way, like, a couple degrees of separation. I believe it. So I'm just going to give you guys opinions on, like, everybody this season. So let's start with Monica. I never really liked Monica. Like, from the start, I was like, there's something a little off about you. I can't really figure it out, but, like, meh. And then when she, like, had that whole stint where she was like, Lisa's out of touch, I was like, yeah. Like, that's what I'm here to watch. Like, I'm here to watch rich women crying over losing rings. Like, sorry. Like, I I want, like, that's what we're here for. Like, I want to watch an out-of-touch housewife. And, like, I love wealthy housewives. Like, sorry. But um, I don't know there was just something about her. I was like, man, I don't really know what it is. Um, but overall, like she kind of became a fan favorite. And then, as you guys know, at the end of the season, it was revealed that she was like a part of this like spam, like trolling account, Reality Von Tees, which I thought was insane. But okay, we'll get back to that. Lisa Barlow, she ate. Lisa Barlow is perfect for reality TV. She is groundbreaking. She is hilarious. She loves her fast food. I love that woman. Like, I just think she is perfect for reality TV. Like, I love Lisa Barlow. Meredith, I am happy that her and Lisa are friends again, and we've kind of gotten rid of that beef. I think the entire cast owes Miss Meredith an apology, though, because they were all coming for her neck being like you're the one spreading these rumors about Angie and you're spreading this and you're spreading that and even Lisa like kind of lost her shit at her and was like yelling at her on the boat in defense of Lisa I do think that because of what took place with like Lisa and Meredith and like the rumors about like Lisa you know performing sexual favors for like jazz ticket or something like that like I think Lisa was like extra triggered by the idea that like Meredith could be doing this to someone else again like so I think that that's where that came from just to defend my girl Lisa but I think 
you know, finding out that like she didn't do that, I think as a cast, like they all owe Meredith an apology because they were on her neck. Like they were being like, you sent those DMs and you did this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God. Like knowing what we know now, I'm like, damn. Next, Mary Cosby. Um, Mary didn't even look like she wanted to be there half the time. Like she clearly did not like these women and she did not want to be there. And she made it very vocal. However, she like slayed this season, like makeup, hair, everything. She looked good. Like Mary did look wonderful this season. Next up, we have Angie. Um, Angie's fine. I just felt like she was always like picking a fight with Meredith, which like, okay, yeah, like Meredith spreading rumors about you, whatever. Um, my main thing with Angie was I thought it was so weird. Like this is like one of the first episodes of the season where like Meredith planned a trip and didn't invite Angie because she doesn't like her ass. And Angie comes as Whitney's plus one. Like that's crazy. And then wants to be like, I'm not included. Like, baby, nobody invited you. <laughs> like, what? Like, who does something like that? Which leads me to Miss Whitney. Like, I love that Whitney is on her spiritual journey. Like, I'm really happy she's able to like unpack a lot of the trauma she went through as a child and like all of that stuff. Um I'm really happy for her. I, again, think like bringing Angie as a plus one was insane. And number two, her and Heather in one of the last episodes of the season, her and Heather got into a really big tiff over a passage that was in Heather's book about like a boudoir, like a boudoir, whatever, like one of those sexy bedroom shoots, like photo shoots that Whitney did. And of course, Whitney's all drunk in Bermuda, yelling at Heather, talking about some, you exploited my sexual, and is like screaming at her. And honestly, I just thought her confronting Heather right then was like insane and like going out and like yelling after her and all this stuff. I was like, girl, y'all are both drunk. Like you, you need, both of you need to sit down. And that's how I feel about Whitney. I, I really, Whitney's just like, you know, she's just, she's Whitney. And I think bad weather has retired. I, I do. And now let's get into Heather. Heather was fine. Honestly, I feel like at some points this season, she was honestly giving Peacekeeper um, in a weird way. But Miss Heather, during the finale, cinema, cinema. She ate when she got all the women on the beach and was like, I got to tell you guys something. Like, the wind, the wind was a paid actor during that season. Like, y'all have to watch it. Like, I cannot, like, she did so good. She, like, got them on the beach like they were a little coven or something. And like told them and then at the dinner where she like confronted Monica and was like receipts proof timeline screenshots I'm gonna start saying that like yes like she had it all she was like I and just that like reveal was like crazy and then when Monica's like that wasn't entirely true I was like like I was in my living room like literally gasping like when that was probably one of the best finales in real housewives history like i think and it's also just wasn't even what happened like the producers did an amazing job another favorite of mine was when lisa and monica were yelling at each other and lisa gets up and is like yelling at monica and you can see the producers in the back like scrambling because it looks like they're nervous like a fight's gonna break out and i just thought it was the funniest thing like that finale was so good and i actually cannot wait 
for the reunion to take place. Like, I think it's going to be so amazing. Okay, next up in pop culture, I have been seeing a lot of discourse on the internet about the 10 to 12 year olds cutting up in Sephora. And I've seen a lot of people being like, they're really disrespectful to employees and stuff like that. All I have to say on that point is I think that a lot of that behavior is learned behavior. And I have, as somebody that has worked with children, I have a lot of opinions on how millennials parent. And I, like I said, I think that is learned behavior. That's all I have to say about that in particular. But there were a couple of things I wanted to cover. But number one, as like Gen Zers, we're going to stop being haters. We're going to stop hating on these little girls in Sephora. And I keep seeing people being like, why are they in a mall? That's all they do. And I'm like, okay, baby, I need you to understand and do a little bit of critical thinking. And like, let's discuss the lack of third spaces. Like we were doing the same thing. Like we were at the mall. We were at the movies. We were doing things like, you know, always doing something. And I'm sorry, but like we were wreaking havoc in Victoria's Secret when we were that age. Or like we wanted to be wreaking havoc in Victoria's Secret at that age. But anyways, um, my issue with the 10 to 12 year olds in Sephora kind of lies not in that them just being in Sephora and acting a hot mess, but it's also like really concerning the products that they're using. And I'll explain a little further. So obviously like on TikTok and on social media, like get ready with me's are like insane. Like and it's like you have these like young girls like watching people use all these products and these products are being advertised to them. And then you have products and brands like Drunk Elephant who like are fun, pretty colors and they're like, ooh, I need that. And like all my friends have this and blah, blah, blah. And they're putting this on their face and yada, yada, yada. My issue lies in one, the fact that like a lot of their skin layer is not developed. So them using like retinoids and stuff like that is just really, really bad for their skin. And number two, like I mentioned the drunk elephant thing and like the pretty colors and stuff like that. I feel like in a way that like marketing is be- like it's being marketed towards them to buy because obviously they know that like they have their parents money because like no 10 to 12 year old is working. And if they are, I'm sure there's laws like about that somewhere um but it's just I think like for some reason there's been like an anti-aging craze especially among Gen Z like you know about like all like you know everywhere it's like filler and like preventative Botox and stuff like that is all the rage and I really do think that's trickling down to Gen Alpha and it's starting early and it's starting with the skincare routines. It's starting with the, you need these 8 million products on your face to look this type of way. And again, I think it's just another, like the whole skincare craze is just like another way that's like preying on people's like insecurities and stuff like that. And I'm not talking about like people that have like, like acne and stuff like that or things that like are being prescribed by dermatologists. Like, no, I'm talking about like the 8 million skincare fragrance things in Sephora that are being sold. And I think that the whole like anti-aging craze is just starting earlier. And I think it's a little concerning. And I'm really interesting to see like the skin progression of this next generation. And like I said, very, very interesting at that. So that's the 10-year-olds in Sephora. And finally, for my thoughts on pop culture things, we are going to discuss Miss Gypsy Rose Blanchard. So for those of you who do not know who Gypsy Rose Blanchard is, she suffered from Munchausen by... 
by proxy. Basically, sorry, I I think I might be pronouncing that wrong, but basically it was like her mother like medically abused her her entire life and like had her on a bunch of medications, told her she was wheelchair bound, told her she was allergic to a bunch of things, basically keeping her medically and mentally like incapacitated, making her think that like she was sick her whole life and giving her medication to make her sick and stuff like that, like absolutely vile shit. And obviously she came to figure that out and ended up plotting with her boyfriend at the time to have her mother murdered. Gypsy Rose Blanchard was in prison for a long time. She was finally been released from prison. I personally do not think she should have been in prison at all, but that is me. Um, she was finally released from prison. She seems to be doing perfectly fine. Like, she's doing good. She's doing interviews. She's doing stuff like that. She's married. Like, she seems happy. She kind of seems to be entering her influencer era. And, like, I think she's a total icon. She looks so great. Like, hair, nails, lashes done right out of prison. Like, you go, girl. I do find myself getting a little nervous for her just because I think people on the internet are scary. And I think that that a lot of the times when like you're a public figure, figure, sorry, you're expected to perform in ways. And when you do not perform in the way that people on the internet want you to, they lash out at you and it's really nasty. And I just hope that like that is not the case for her. And I really do think like she's just happy, thriving, and like ultimately people like let her live her life. And like if she wants to do interviews, do them. Another thing I noticed was like in the interview she gives, like some of the questions that the interviewers ask her, I'm like, did y'all like not get any sensitivity training? Like what the hell is wrong with you guys? Like I'm just like, who is training these people these days to give interviews? Like, you know what I mean? So, but I honestly just hope like she just like lives a really happy, peaceful life. Like she deserves it. I hope that she gets everything she wants in life and can live in peace. And like, she's finally free. And that makes me really, really happy for her. Okay. So those were all my pop culture um, updates and opinions. But now I have some 2024 pop culture predictions. Um, So I split this up in categories and I'll read you guys the categories. So categories are influencers, sports, dating slash marriages slash divorces, TV shows, movies, entertainment and music, fashion and beauty, politics and celebrity feuds. So let's get into Zenobia's 2024 pop culture predictions. Number one, we're going to start with influencers. I think and I'm going to highlight one influencer in particular. I think that Alex Earl and other influencers are going to lean into the lifestyle slash health and wellness content. And I use Alex Earl as an example because as of recent, people have been like coming for her when it comes to her drinking habits, her partying habits. I see people insinuating that she's doing drugs of some sort and stuff like that. And people like concerned for her health. And right now, I think she's doing like the 30 hard. And number one, I think that she's going to realize like, oh, it does feel good to like not eat like shit and, you know, kind of cleanse your body and stuff like that. And two, like, I think that a lot of like this kind of content, especially right now, is like just like everybody wants it. Like, you know what I mean? Like everybody wants a piece of this content. And I think that 
for her in particular, the like party girl isn't really selling as much. And I think a lot of people are critiquing like her health and hygiene. Like, for example, they were like, like, I think there was something of the sort where like she peed through her Halloween costume or something. And people were talking about how like gross she is and like all this other stuff. And I think that not only for her, but for a lot of other influencers, like I feel like I just feel as if this year and onward, we're just going to see a rise of like lifestyle, health and wellness content like from mainstream influencers I just like use Alex Earl as an example next up in my influencer predictions I think that they're like specifically family influencer contents like there have been a lot of scandals stuff like that regarding family influencers and all of that there is an episode of one of my favorite podcasts it's called benchtopia and i'll link the episode in the show notes like just basically talking about all of that but i think that there's going to be some sort of like awareness legislation or something about like child i don't want to say i don't think it's going to be like child labor laws but like awareness of like the impact of these like blogs families and just more of like deep dives into like what is truly going on with these children, the wellness of these kids. And I think a lot more is going to get exposed and we're going to see more like exposés and like eyes into the like family blogging influencer industry. And I think we're going to learn more about like how dark it can actually be like in 2024. Finally, in my influencer um, predictions, I feel like the Met Gala this year might be a little influencer heavy. And I think just in general, like award shows are kind of like making their way out. All right. There's my influencer predictions, sports predictions. I'm going to say it right now. I don't know anything about sports. My predictions based off sports are solely based off the things that people have told me, A, or B, just like things I think. Number one, I think the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I will not be explaining further at this time. Number two, I think there's going to be a rise of professional athletes dating like A-list celebrities. Um, My first, like the first thought I had about this was obviously Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, but I think like that's going to be happening much more. And then I thought, I feel like somebody else that I think is going to come out like dating a professional athlete is Kim Kardashian. I like, I, I feel that one. I'm thinking maybe like an NBA player is kind of what I see. So definitely think like, but like I said, more celebrities are going to start dating like professional athletes publicly. Next, the Olympics are in 2024. And I think the Olympics are going to be a hot ass mess and not like like number one, I think like people like athletes are going to be coming out like complaining like so much about like the Olympics, how it's run, stuff like that. Not exactly the events itself, but like just kind of behind the scenes. I also think that um like people going to see the Olympics in Paris, it's going to be like a lot of complaints. I think people are going to be complaining about traveling to um, the Olympics, like, you know, public transportation to the Olympics, stuff like that. And I mean, I think we might have something similar to like another bed bug gate in Paris. Like, I just think like the Olympics, like that period of time are going to be such a mess. And I think there's going to be a rise of like content complaining about the Olympics. Like that's what I foresee. Next up, let's talk about dating slash divorces, both celebrities and for like normal folk. Um, number one, I think Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel are going to call it quits. Next, I think Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner are either going to get married like so a very like quiet like elopement moment and or there's going to be another baby. I think that Drake is going to have another baby with another woman that we don't really know anything about. And I think Tom Brady is going to publicly start dating somebody significantly younger. And in terms of like 
not celebrities. I think dating apps are out out the door. I think Tinder and Bumble are going to slowly start like fizzling out in 2024. And I think Hinge is going to file for bankruptcy. All right. So let's do my TV movie entertainment ones. Um, And if you don't agree with these predictions, like, okay. like, And I think it'll be fun. Like at the end of the year, maybe I'll come back and see like how right I was. Anyways, TVs, movies and entertainment. My first one. And this one kind of makes me sad because I loved Euphoria. I do not think Euphoria is coming back for season three. I feel like a lot of people have moved on. Yes, Euphoria is not coming back for season three. However, I do think Megan Fox is going to make a comeback to movies, particularly a comedy movie. Like that is what I see. And I think after seeing like No Hard Feelings, like that movie with Jennifer Lawrence, I think there's going to be a rise of like those raunchy, fun comedies, kind of like the super bad like comedies. There's going to be a rise of those in 2024, which I'm super excited about. I also think that another so like another artist or group is going to do an heiress tour, kind of like the Taylor Swift heiress tour. I think obviously like we've seen how much her fans are eating that up. So I think another celebrity is going to do something of the sort. My guesses are Justin Bieber or One Direction. And if it is One Direction, I don't think Zayn's going to be there the whole time. But those are my predictions. Next up. I think that the Real Housewives are going to kind of go through like a rebranding. I think that like seeing Salt Lake City and like how much like that took off like this year as a result of like just the content and like the the women on the show and just like the finale and stuff like that. I feel like we're going to be getting like a little bit more of that in the Housewives. And the last two are related to Paris Hilton, but I think Paris Hilton is going to come out with like a long form cookbook. And I also see Paris Hilton on Z-Way in 2024. Next up, fashion and beauty. Um, so if we think 10 year cycle. I think Peplum is coming back. Ballet flats are going to be back. But most importantly, I think pattern leggings and like pattern tights are going to be making a comeback. And I think there's going to be a rise of like random skincare brands that are going to be. So we kind of talked about this with like the Sephora kids. But I think these brands are going to be like market specifically for younger audiences, not just like with the colors and fun stuff like that. But I think that they are going to be like, it's going to be in a way that's like, oh, like these are good for your skin. Like these are, I don't want to say kid friendly because then people aren't going to want to buy them. But like, I think they're going to market them in a way that's like, oh, these are good for you. Like, I think that's what I foresee. Okay. Um, Next up are my political predictions. Number one, I fear that George Santos is going to either go to prison or be on trial for something. However, I think it's going to be like Martha Stewart prison and he's still going to like remain an icon. Like I think George Santos is going to enter his influencer era. And I think that's that. Um, I think that, well, I know that there's an election coming up and I don't think that anybody's going to pay attention until it's too late. Um, I think that there's going to be a rapid decline of Gen Z voting and that the highest voting rates are going to be among millennial white women. Those are my predictions. I also think that we're going to end up in another Biden versus Trump moment. Like it's going to be crazy, like counting the votes, blah, 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 blah. I think that because of the rise of COVID cases and the fact that like Joe's not really doing anything about it, I think that Trump is going to pretend he cares about COVID as like a way to campaign, even though that totally contradicts like what he did when he was president. But I think that like that's going to be a big part of like his team's platform. 
And finally, this one's more positive, but I do think we're going to see a rise of like non-binary senators and representatives being voted in this year. So that's I feel that. And lastly, and most importantly, celebrity feuds that I think are going to finally be squashed in 2024. And this first one is aspirational. I know. But hear me out. I think Sophia Franklin and Alex Cooper are fine. Like, it's going to be over. Like They're finally going to talk it out. It's going to be squashed. However, I don't think Sophia and Alex are ever going to do a podcast together again. I don't think they're going to go back to like publicly being besties like they were stuff like that. But I do think it's going to be a very like private reconciliation. Like we're probably not going to know much about it. It's going to be something to the effect of like one of them says on their podcast, like, oh, yeah, like I talked to her and like we're good now. Like I think it's going to be very, very private reconciliation, but I think it's going to happen. And I think they're finally going to talk to one another. Next up, I think that Olivia Rodrigo and Sabrina Carpenter are going to be seen out and about together multiple times, getting coffee, going shopping, hanging out. Like, I think that that's going to happen in 2024. So those were all my predictions. I think like... um, at the end of the year, end of the year, maybe I'll like come back and be like, how right was I about this stuff? And obviously, if you don't agree, like no biggie. I just thought this was like fun to do and fun to talk about. And I love talking about pop culture. I'm nosy. I never mind my own business. So I think this was great. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to do an I'm rattled just because I literally talk so much about pop culture. So I think I think you've got your fix for today. But I'm so excited for another year of the podcast. Um, Obviously, first episode of 2024. I think this is going to be a good year. I'm really excited. Very, very exciting times. Um, so that's that. I'm going to, you know, do a little housekeeping, plug the forms and the link tree again. I'm going to link the most recent episode. Um, in the bio, be sure to keep us keep up with us on TikTok at adtp.pod, you know, the usual typical stuff. Um, but thanks for tuning in. Like, thank you for being here. So excited to get started on this next year with you. Um, so that's that. Remember to spill tea all day, learn more about yourself, ask the big questions, and make sure not to take yourself too seriously in the process. I'll see you when I see you. Bye, guys.